Hey y'all. Hey y'all, we're back to back to back with another episode videos from Neo Idio. Not the Maya intro. <laughs> shout out um, Maya. Shout out Maya. Yeah, shout out Maya Prosser. She actually did it's they crazy. say the church they go to? I just know they're in the It was area. in the um, it was in one of their vlogs. That would be cool for Coletta. She actually has a pod with her friend. Yeah, but I'm just saying because she's local. Because she's in the Atlanta area. I don't think she's actually in Atlanta, but I think she's like oh, in the area. Crazy. Anyways, Maya, if you're ever listening to this, hey, I mean. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, so yeah, the episode. Wait, pause. If you didn't check out the last episode, that uh, was the podcast anniversary. Yeah, one year podcast anniversary testimony. <laughs> I wrote testimony service. That just means she's been in church a long time, y'all. She's no, that's just what I was time. thinking of. Like, it was a testimony. There was like, pull up. By pull up, she means go ahead and tap in and listen. Do not pull up bro, to where we so are. Funny, bro. Don't do that. Yeah, testimony episode. <laughs> Today's episode, before that, we did the process of sanctification, restoring and renewing part two. I mean... This is Restoring and renewing. <laughs> this one is part two, but in this one, we'll be talking about the phases of sanctification. So when we did that one, we didn't really know there was like different phases for real. So uh, that's what we'll be doing this episode. And yeah, um, so just to get started, what is sanctification? A lot of this information was already said in the last episode. So if you want to listen to that, go back, get the background. But Crossway says that sanctification is the progressive disconnect in the life of the believer from sin towards righteousness. So basically, you're not living in sin anymore. You're a righteous person. You're called to live for God. And we'll get into that more. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm just going to talk about what Google has to say. And again, if you want more specifics, specifics, (laughs) gosh, cannot speak today for more specifics you can go ahead and listen to episode six that's where we really broke down definitions mm-hmm. we were given like um i believe you gave the greek definition yeah I did. yeah yeah we did we did all those too so the google definition is the action of making or declaring something holy we also did an episode about holiness so that was from season one that's another great episode you should listen to and then just a biblical definition it kind of it really relates to like what crossway had to say but in the biblical perspective in that in that sense it's this idea that god is the potter and we are the clay so sanctification is similar to the process of how clay turns into a ceramic it's like it's a process of god is molding you he's shaping you into this righteous person. Um, And Isaiah introduces God as the potter, and there are so many references to this throughout the Bible, specifically, this time I said it correctly, Isaiah chapter 64, verse eight, it says, but now, O Lord, you are our father, we are the clay and you our potter, and all of us are the work of your hand. So just acknowledging your role and you're submitting your will to ultimately follow God's will, allowing him to really um, take hold over your life, allow him to be Lord Mm -hmm. and Savior, allow Jesus Christ to be Lord and Savior. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? No. (laughs) Okay. So now, fast forward. So we're in this part two, and a lot of our notes, 
what we're going to be talking about came from Tony Evans. He did a sermon mm. about sanctification. It's really good. We can link it. Yeah. We'll, we'll link it link um it. in this episode. So you can go in the description of the episode and listen to it. It's really quick. It's like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. And there's commercial breaks yes. in it. So you can really... Literally. It's really like 20 minutes without the commercials. Maybe yeah. 15. But anyway, so... Ooh, the table was rocking. So my notes from Tony Evans' video, I'm just pulling a little bit of quotes. And then I'm just going to explain them a little bit later. So the first quote I have is that salvation isn't a matter of what we do, but what we but what we do That's matters. Good. So again, salvation isn't a matter of what we do, but what we do matters. Because it's all, all it's this idea that it's not just your good works that gets you saved. Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't mean that we can just do anything and not face any repercussions or consequences. Right. So what we do matters to God, but as far as our salvation, what we do is nothing because Jesus saved us. We can't save ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that our salvation wasn't That's just good. our work. That was Jesus Christ dying on the cross and rising once again on the third day. So that salvation process, like that was Jesus who who saved us. But now that we are saved, we need to walk in that and being mindful of how we're carrying ourselves in the world, what we're doing, where our thoughts are, how we're showing up for other people, how we're showing up for ourselves. So that definitely matters. Yeah, that's good. I wasn't adding. Oh, okay. I never know. (laughs) I never know. Okay. And another quote that I thought was really good was he said to be set apart. So like salvation slash sanctification means to be set apart from evil but there's two meanings there's a positive meaning and there's a negative mm-hmm. yeah, meaning. That was and good. i thought i, I was like whoa what do you mean by that yeah let me explain it for y'all if you're asking the same <laughs> thing so positively tony evans was saying that sanctification means to be set apart to god to be with him more to be more like him we're created in his image in genesis God created us in his image. So when we are engaging in the sanctification process, we're being set apart to be more like God, more like him, more in his image. We already made in his image, but now we're being more in his image. Like you have to be mindful of like how we're using our words because we're going to be using some past tense words and some present tense words. They're all part of the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then negatively, sanctification is to be set apart from evil. So like in its most basic sense, it's to be set apart from evil, but positively we're set apart to God because you can be set apart, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're set apart to God. Mm -hmm. So just being mindful of that. And I thought it was really interesting how there was two ways to look at it. And I was like, wow, never even thought about it like this. Yeah. And my other big thing that I got, got from him was before salvation, we used to run to sin. After salvation, we're supposed to be running from it. So which way are you facing? That's good. This I was after wow. reading it, I was like, whoa. What he was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, we're supposed to be running, but which way are you running? Because again, you can be running like just from evil or you can be running to God. But you can't run in both directions. Yeah. That's like the two masters thing. You mm. can't serve both. How can you run this way and that way? Yeah. Unless you, you do a wraparound. And even then, you'll just be standing still. You're not going anywhere. Because if you're just running in a circle... You're not going anywhere. And then if you just go on either side, like tiptoeing on either side, you're yeah. basically staying stagnant as well. So that's just a big question just to ask yourself, like, which way are you facing? Because God's ultimate goal is for us to one day look like his son, Jesus. So both in our conduct and in our character. And that's like in our actions and things like that. So 
this whole process of sanctification is developing us into Christ, of developing us to be more Christ-like, developing us to be more like him. And yeah, and then finally, it's just a past, present, and future type of thing. Like sanctification, we're, we're going to break that down even more, but it's essentially you're going through three phases, like the past, present, and future, but they're all happening simultaneously. And he breaks this down as positional, which is the past, progressive, which is the present, and perfect, which is the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my notes. Yeah, so... Um... <clears throat> Before we get into the phases, I wanted to bring up something we said in the last episode, which is why is sanctification important? So just a few reasons to go off. Um, one is so we can be used by God in special ways. Mm-hmm. The second one is so we can look more like Christ. The third one is so we have a physical was, meaning like I used to do this. I was this person, but now I'm not. And Testimony. Then, Right. It goes into And then the fourth one is it's important. Sanctification is important because the Bible says we should. Period. Period. Hebrew. (laughs) She want to be me. Nobody trying to be her. Nobody trying to be her. Nobody. Why are you looking to the (laughs) Hebrews 12 14 says make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. If you're not working on yourself, and becoming sanctified, you're not going to see the Lord. Period. So, yeah. Getting into the phases of sanctification, um, Camille can start off with what is positional sanctification? What does that mean for the believer? How, just how do we think about it? These little dance moves that she does, I find them so funny. Okay, so positional sanctification how, based off the video, these are like how I'm interpreting right. it. So it's this is something, it occurs at the point of salvation. So again, after you know Jesus died on the cross for us, he rose from the dead, like he conquered death. Like that's the biggest thing. So because he died for our sins, like we're already kind of saved. Now, once you believe it. Kind of is crazy. We are saved. <laughs> and once you believe it, that's when you're that's when you're hitting that positional part of sanctification. Because again, Jesus died for the entire world, but not everyone believes it him. It. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you don't believe it, you're not really engaging in this process. However, he died for everyone, so it's not. I mean, go ahead and give your life to Christ. He died for you. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this happens at the point of salvation. So we are already sanctified. Mm-hmm. You are a saint because you have been sanctified. Mm-hmm. That, by being saved. Yeah, by being mm-hmm. saved by Jesus Christ. Like literally at, at that point, as soon as you give your life to Christ mm-hmm. and you're accepting that Jesus Christ like died for you, you're, you're sanctified. sanctified. There you go. Like you're a saint. You're yeah. a sinner saved by grace. Yeah, literally, you're already sanctified. And some scripture that kind of explains this a little bit more. Well, not explains it, I would say it gives an, an example. Um, it's Acts chapter 20, verse 32, and this is from the NIV version, and it says, Now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which can build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Mm-hmm. Notice how this is Paul speaking. Um, is it Paul speaking? I believe this is Paul speaking. Yeah, it's not Jesus. This is Paul speaking. So now, meaning like in this present moment, you are being committed to God and from his um you're being committed to God and to the word of his grace. So because you're doing that right now, you can build up and give and be a part of this inheritance 
which is for his sanctified people. So right. now you're kind of working with people who are already sanctified. So you're already with the sanctified. That's basically what the scripture is saying. Like right now you're amongst the sanctified. Mm-hmm. You are a part of it. You're working with them all for this inheritance. Yeah. And I was just thinking that ties into like when Koji's people say, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when I first heard that, I was like, bro, what are they talking about? Like, you're not sanctified yet. You don't fully get there until. Oh, not you saying they not sanctified. <laughs> Actually, you're not No, sanctified. I didn't. I didn't even know that like the three phases was mm-hmm. a thing. So, um, yeah, it was just really good to like learn that like there are literally phases for being sanctified. You're, when, Koji people are saying, I'm sanctified. It's a faith and identity um, that they're representing who God says they are, meaning they're set apart. Um, So yeah, I just want to add that. And then that is confirmed. Us being sanctified right now is confirmed by 1 Corinthians 1, 2, 1 Corinthians 6, 11, and Acts 20, 32, as she just read. So yeah, yeah. When they say that, it's not just a cute statement like you're really saved sanctified filled with the holy ghost right now literally right now. right now we'll get into the progressive but right now so it's like you it's kind of we're talking about right now but we are simply talking about the past like it's already been done right. you when already you are sanctified it. like yeah now because this is something that's already done and you know we're currently like at that point of salvation like yeah you're saved. However, until you know who you are and where you are, you won't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that's what Tony Evans was really like trying to get at is that a lot of us just don't really know how God sees us. And what I thought of immediately was people don't know their identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we keep talking about identity in Christ. Go back to the very first episode. It laid the foundation, foundation. of the podcast, literally foundation of I would say like this new on fire, on firedness. It's not a word, but this new, it ignited a new flame in me in my faith journey. That's what I was trying to say. Like, cause after learning about this for like from Wind Shape, like literally, I'm like, oh my gosh, because my identity, like, where is that? And then I was able to declare with um, parts of my lives that I was idolizing, whether it's people, things, what have you. So once you know your identity in Christ, like it really sets you free, cause you're like, whoa, like you really know the truth. So basically, you need to know your identity and you must see yourself as God sees you. How you see yourself will determine whether you will have victory or defeat. So in order um, to function, you have to know your position. And that's why this phase is called positional. You have to know where God has placed you. You have to know how God sees you. You have to know who you are called to be because then you'll actually act on it. Because a lot of us, like we just don't know and we're trying to act before we really know. And you just end up lost. And I also want to just bring up, because you have to, we have to see ourselves as God sees us, we have to be mindful of like where we are placing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Like, where are our thoughts? Am I thinking so negatively about myself that I miss out on how my Heavenly Father sees me? Like, you have to be mindful of that because your thoughts are seeds. They become words and your words become actions and your actions become habits. So where you're placing your thoughts truly does matter. And we must be placing our thoughts on things that are honorable, true, and what the, I forgot the rest of the scripture, but things that are honorable and true, which describe God, yeah, basically. Yeah, it was it was on the verse of the day like a few weeks ago. Yeah. I can't think of the exact scripture, but yeah, that's that's what I had to say about that. 
A quote from Tony Evans, God views you as totally conformed to the image of Christ. It is your position. That, mm-hmm. like, wraps up positional sanctification. And just know your identity, like... <laughs> yeah. That's it. I just saw identity in Christ all over that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they just don't know their identity, Tony. I'm talking to Tony as if Tony he can talk back to crazy. me. But, like, I'm just like, Tony, they not getting Literally. it because they don't know their identity in Christ. Yeah. <sighs> so getting into progressive sanctification. So positional is past. When you were saved, you became sanctified. Mm-hmm. Now progressive... So another quote from Tony, progressive sanctification is the process of breaking sin's dominion over yes. Getting your practice close to your position. <laughs> so you're sanctified. Now you have to walk it out and act Whoa. like you're sanctified. Getting your practice close to your position. That's so big. I'm going to explain why later. <laughs> that just Yeah. So like clicks. walk it out. Walk it out. Is your position. It's who you say you are. So walk it out. And this ties into midweek. Pastor was doing this series on like after death, what happens. But he was kind of also explaining the difference between your um, spirit and your soul. And it's kind of like what is sanctification. Like your spirit is already saved. Once you accepted Christ, you're saved. You're sanctified. But your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, is still being worked on. You have to do the soul work. And he Mm. didn't say sanctification, but that's what he meant. (laughs) <laughs> I knew what you meant, Pastor. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what it means is like to walk out that sanctification. Um, and basically to see yourself the way God sees you, as we just said, um, and act like it. Partner with him to work and to walk it out. And I'll get into that some more later. But it's a partnership, basically. Mm-hmm. Like he's not doing everything, you're not doing yes. everything. It's both of y'all working to work out your soul. Because your spirit's already there. That's really good. Yeah. I have I actually had something about that, how it's it's you and God working together. Like that's how and that's under my notes for, for like this progressive stage. Mm-hmm. Honestly, first thing I have to like when you were saying like walk it out, you know like the song like now walk it out, now walk it out, now walk that's what I was thinking of as your <laughs> but that's so true. Like literally, mm-hmm. once you see yourself the way God sees you and you know this, like you already know this. So act like you know it. It's kind of like when, when your parents are like, you, like, you know better, so act like it. You literally know better. Mm-hmm. We already, we've already established like, yes, I know my identity in Christ. Okay, what's next? Okay, act like you really know your identity in Christ. Mm-hmm. Act like you really know um, like what you're supposed to be doing. And you, I mean, I'm not saying we're supposed to know every little thing, but there's some things that you know that you shouldn't be doing. Right. And you like, you keep seeing yourself falling. Well, I don't want to say falling, but like, falling into that, that temptation over and over mm. and over again. But we're not like adamantly trying to break those, um, like Tony Evans, we're not actually trying to break the sins of dominion over us because like we're not really trying to do that. But that's that can be a whole other episode of how we're not really trying to do that. Anyway, so um, what I have to say about progressive, like this stage, this is when we're acting out our positional sanctification. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the process of taking hold of your sin and crucifying your flesh, like Cheyenne already said. The process of breaking sin's dominion over you. Right. Um, so, yeah, basically act like you know who you are. So you know your identity in Christ, so you, now you got to, like, act like it for real. Like, that's basically what you have to do. And some scripture that um, Tony Evans had brought up was 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, which says, Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. 
So basically, we know the promises. We have these promises. Let us purify ourselves. Basically, let us sanctify ourselves. And that ties into the next thing. So progressive, this is the present tense. So we're already sanctified. Now we're in that sanctify, like that current. It's an ongoing process. Um, We're not in the past anymore. This is like what we're doing right now. Like this is kind of like that ongoing. So, but you can notice how a lot of these processes are going to like bleed bleed and like blend into each other like we kind of mentioned stuff happening in the now and the past but now we're in the present so it's like this ongoing process so you're in position but you aren't in practice basically Cheyenne was kind of touching on this was how it's a partnership with God so you need God so faith and works like we already know faith without works is dead James already told us this so we know this now we have to act like we know so we can't just like be putting every, I mean, obviously give everything unto the Lord, but God's not going to do every little thing for you. Yeah. You have to be able to engage in this process with him. So what are you doing? Are you working with God? Like, are, like what are you really doing? And Tony Evans brought up Colossians chapter one, verse 29. And I, I, I had a really, I went to the NKJV, New King James Version, because I wasn't really feeling the other versions. This The other translations weren't really hidden for me. So the NKJV version says, to this end, I also labor, meaning I'm also putting in that work, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. So God's already working in me, but I'm also laboring. I'm also working hard, striving towards um, what God has planned for me, but he's simultaneously working inside of me. So you guys are like working together. Yeah. yeah. No, because I want to say it later. Okay. So basically, we have to walk by faith and not by sight. And I really like how um, Tony Evans broke this down. So like what you see, basically, we have to be denying ourselves most of the time. And we have to follow God's instructions despite how we feel. That's what it really means to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what it really means to be in this progressive type of state. Now, this analogy, (laughs) y'all, this is this really got me. So I'm listening to this sermon and all of a sudden I just, I knew it was the Holy Spirit because it was about football. And I was like, I don't even care. Like, I'm, I'm not thinking about football. But then, Shout out JC Wacy, bro. Shout <laughs> out Ismail. Oh, yeah. Shout out the brothers that play football. So, yeah, basically, like, God was telling me it was like, it's like football practice. You're practicing for, like, the wrong position. Hear me out, y'all. So as we're gearing up for the football season, you know, professional <laughs> football about to start, Girl, collegiate please. football about to start. I thought this was pretty timely. So I was like, I see what oh you're doing, God. So this analogy ties into both progressive and positional. Stay with me, y'all. We're going to do a little imagination. So we already know if you don't know your position, you won't really know how to function. So basically, if you don't know your position, you will just be conditioning and tiring yourself out. Mind you, we're at football practice now. Now we're doing the the whole thing. So imagine your position, defensive end. Okay. Even if you don't know what that is, like your alignment. Do you even know what that is? Yes, to a certain extent. (laughs) So you're on the line, you're on the line, defensive end. And these guys, they're, they're, you know, your linemen are pretty big. Like, you're a pretty hefty guy. So, but you wanted to be quarterback and you were mad at your coach for making you defensive end. So instead of working on the drills for your position as defensive end, you start doing drills for QB, thinking that you know better, thinking that you know better. Now, y'all, the type of the coach saw something in you, even if you didn't and knew you would be a better defensive end. Now 
You're training for a position you were never meant to be in. That's good. Because you haven't accepted your new position. And now you're not even walking out your true identity. No, you're not. So your feelings blocked your true position, which mm-hmm. impeded your success. So now we upset. We're like, coach, don't even really know what he's talking about. I could be QB, mind you. When I was doing also research on like defensive end versus QB, like the size of QB, <laughs> defensive ends are pretty big, pretty big guys. Versus a QB, they're both strong in their own merit, but you're doing two different things, right. two different things. So in correlation to sanctification, how many of us are doing these good works mm. thinking we are getting better, but in actuality, God didn't instruct us to do that. Mm. He didn't tell you to do that, but you said, I'm going to do it my own way. Mm. Tony Evans even talked about how so many of us rush and do work without direction. Mm. That's why we end up lost, confused, and frustrated. So we aren't engaging in the true sanctification process because we haven't given God our yes for real. Like we believe they're like, oh yeah, yeah, okay. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. At least I'm in the football game. Yeah, like wow. I accept it, but you're not playing. Cause Coach said, you know what, you're just not gonna play right now. But anyway, we're not, we're not um in this example, God is the coach if y'all weren't catching on. But we're not really, God sees something in us. But sometimes how we feel, we're like, I don't think I should be doing that. I'm going to do this. But again, the person was still doing drills. Like you're working out. You're doing a good thing. But all good things are not God things. Mm -hmm. So be mindful of that. Knowing what God is telling you to do for your sanctification process. A lot of us will be going through the same thing. But there are personal convictions that God's like, yeah, you definitely cannot. Like, I don't want you like. No, no, no. There's things for all of us to not be engaged in, but there's some, there's a special nuances to a lot of our relationships with God. So like, as he's shaping us and molding us, as we said, he's the, he's the potter and we are the clay. He's making us into our better person, but he has positions for all of us. But because we didn't really accept our true position, we're training for a position we were never made for. And you wonder why you're not in the game because you weren't meant to be QB, meant to be defensive end in this example. So yeah. So many of us, and we get like frustrated and confused, and we're like, I'm gonna just keep training though. He's gonna see me. Like, I'm gonna keep doing it until God. No, if God already had this plan and position for you, why are you trying to change it? And this goes beyond sanctification. This is just like in general, under like, do you really trust the Lord? Like, does your yes mean something? Like, you accepted Christ. We already said, like, yes, I accepted Christ. I believe Jesus. All this other stuff. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. All this other stuff. We accept it. But is our yes for real? Like when we say yes to God, did you like, do we really mean it? Because when you say yes, that means you are accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Lord meaning that you will accept his instructions. Yeah. But yeah, y'all, that was a whole thing. I was like, I was like, football. I was like, what the heck? And it wasn't like, that wasn't even on my mind. And then I'm really doing a deep dive on different positions. And I was like, let me to choose two like drastic. Not, it's not so super funny. drastic, but they do completely different things. So, yeah, y'all. Yeah. I think that's a great tie-in, though. Like, you want to do something, mm-hmm. and God is telling you, no, this is your identity. Work on this. What was that? <laughs> For those watching, I don't this know if you <laughs> – I'm confused, too. This is your identity. <laughs> She's not even going to explain what just no, happened. No, I'm not. This is your identity. <laughs> we'll just be left in the dark. I had to, like... Sneeze? No, it was like Call? a small burp, but I didn't want to do it in the mic, bro. Oh. 
Because she just, the way she just leaned, I was like, what's going on? God is trying to get you to work, to embrace your identity, but instead you want to do something else. Like, it was just really good when you think about it. But even if he'll try to get you back on the right track, Mm -hmm. but even if you like do go and like play QB anyway, you're not going to be good because your fullest potential is in you being whatever the other position is. Defensive end. Defensive end. Yeah. I do want to. Defensive back. Sure. This position (laughs) is DE. But anyway, I do want to add one more thing. So in the very beginning of this episode, well, maybe not the very beginning, but just in the beginning, we had talked about how. Um, positively, because you know sanctification has like two meanings. Positively, it means to be set apart to God, to be with him. So a lot of us, okay, we accepted Christ, but we're not really following God's instructions for our lives. We're like trying to, we're turning like, um, I feel like we're lowering the voice of God or we're just being so adamant about not listening to God in general. But we're like, but I mean, you know, I go to church, I do this, I do that. Like, again, you're doing like good things, but God wants to do something like more in you. God wants to really use you and he can't, well, he can, he can do everything, but he's not going to do certain things if you're not inviting him in. He's not going to do certain things like if you aren't really engaging that process with him. So again, although you might be doing good things, make sure you're running to God. Like that's the point of sanctification running to God, not just from evil. Like, again, I'm doing good stuff. I'm not, I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. That's fine mm-hmm. and dandy. That's great. But there's more. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good. Um, we better still be recording. Yeah, we are. What's wrong? Because oh. my thing was on oh, recording. Oh, <laughs> Throw back to season one. If y'all knew that one episode. <laughs> But yeah, okay, so getting into the last phase of sanctification. This is perfect sanctification. This is when last she time we so said bad. like <laughs> this is last, perfect. <laughs> last time we talked about like when you're last time we said we won't be 100% there until we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. This is the sanctification we were talking about. This is the time when we will be just like Jesus. And first John um, three and two talks mm. about that we will be like Jesus, meaning we will be perfect, without literally perfect. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. This is just just really cool. And it, how Pastor explained it too, like a few weeks ago when he was doing the After Dead series, it just it was just so cool. Like God is literally taking us, and wherever we are in the process of sanctification, He's like making it perfect. Like right yeah. there. It's like you fast forward. It's like. When yeah, he knows exactly. this time, when he knows exactly. this time, all of a sudden, bam. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I would just add on to that, that this is when we are separated from the presence of sin altogether. Because mm-hmm. there is no sin in heaven. Yeah, no. You're sinning, you're not in heaven. In Yeah. You're not in heaven. That's not. <laughs> so this could happen at the point of rapture or at death, whichever comes first for you. <laughs> Literally, once we're in heaven, that's when we're made perfect. And like Cheyenne said, like First John 3, 2 talks about that. Ephesians 5 and 20, chapter 5, verse 25 talks about that. It really is just like this whole idea that like we become, we are Christ's bride, like as, as the body of Christ, like we are his bride. And that's what Ephesians 5 talks about marriage 
But then he also equates it to like the ultimate marriage is like the one we have with Christ. And then he's literally like standing there. You know how the groom stands there? He's waiting. He's literally waiting for us. And each step we take is literally us being closer to sanctification. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pause right there. You know, like in weddings, you're wearing a veil because you're not ready to be revealed. You're not ready to be revealed yet because you were like you weren't perfectly sanctified yet. Like we weren't in that perfect stage. That's why your face is still covered. The moment you're with him in heaven, veil is revealed. And then the two become one. Yes. Bro, like God using marriage as a representation of my relationship. Like, bro. I love that so much. I just it's better He's than a rom com. It's that's so that's cool, the though. absolute best. And also another example is in Jude. I'm gonna say chapter one. There's only one chapter in Jude, but you know, Jude, um, chapter one, verse twenty four to twenty five. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's just about it. Yeah. Like literally, we're separated from yeah. sin. It happens literally at heaven. Made perfect. Like all the shiny glitz and glam. Perfect, bro. So just to reiterate how to go through the process of sanctification again, more in-depth than in the last episode, but we have to seek the Lord for guidance. Remember that it's a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that we're sanctified because of our belief in Jesus as the Messiah and our acceptance of him as Lord and Savior. I mean, Savior and Lord, because we can accept him as Savior. A lot of Are you letting know. him be Lord over your life? That's when sanctification comes in. And then the last thing is to desire Christ. We go through this process of sanctification by desiring Christ, mm-hmm. period. Um, and just a little thing I want to end on. Remember that we were saved and sanctified. We, oh Lord, <laughs> we were saved and sanctified. We are being sanctified, which is breaking sin's power. And we will be perfectly sanctified when we're in God's presence. And 1 John 3, 2 talks about that again. Um, But yeah, so again, it's something that we have to work out and God is working in. You kind of talked about this. Philippians 2, 12 to 13. TPT. Come on, passion. My my beloved ones, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. This is like God talking. Now, now you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. God will continually revitalize you and planting within you the passion to do what pleases him. NIV makes it more clear. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear mm-hmm. and trembling for it is god who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose so we're working out mm-hmm. what god is working in and that's Ooh, where that partnership comes it's in. in tandem yeah he's working in we're he working literally out. used that word in the video that's funny working out working out working yeah out. yeah and the reason yeah. you work out is to be As stronger you, i was just about to say something what no the more you work out, the more you'll see results. Like, you literally have to work out in order to see the results. And you know, it's not me just... It, wait. You can't just... Pause. No, no, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this. You can't just say, like, dang, I will have as one day. Like, ah, 
I just see it. you never hit the gym. You don't mm-hmm. change your diet. You don't like it's not enough to believe that yeah, yeah one day I'll be faster. One day I'll be stronger. You need to yeah. work on it too. Yeah. And it it takes time too. When you go to the gym, mm-hmm. you work out, you don't know what your body is doing. Mm-hmm. But your body is doing something that you can't see. But Ooh. afterwards you'll see the results. You can't see what God is doing spiritually and yeah. spiritually, but you'll see the results. And it, it's not going to be on the timeline of us. It's the mm-hmm. timeline that God deems as right. Because sometimes it's like, okay, if I work out every day for a week, let's see what happens. Yeah. It's a week. Like you got to be you got to be mindful mm-hmm. that like just because we have a certain timeline, God has a greater timeline that makes more it makes way more sense even if we don't fully understand it. Just trust God. Just trust God. I'm just out here trusting God. Who said that? Trust somebody God. said that. No, a somebody said I'm just out here God. trusting God. Oh. I can't remember where that's from. But yeah, uh, if y'all have questions, comments, you know, hit us up on the IG. <laughs> Still waiting for the 200. Yes, like, what are we doing? Uh, Please. Tell your friends, tell your mom. Like, tell your friends to tell a friend tell your dad, to keep bro. going. Like, like, something Chelsea says on Bible says is like, tell your dog, bro. Like, tell your dog. <laughs> <laughs> Will your dog follow? Like, tell your dog to tap in, bro. <laughs> I know they got a phone because everybody got a phone. Asking for the dog is kind of crazy. Anyways, y'all, make sure you follow us on Instagram at continuously in contrast. You can also follow our personal as well, but follow the podcast first yeah before don't reaching out to the personal yeah um, <laughs> you said don't be weird <laughs> uh but yeah so this was great this was god make sure you're being a light and see y'all later bye y'all